0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is episode 34 of the last one fast one podcast. We have a fantastic guest tonight um, and he's not, he's swimming division two right now. And we're here to break the misconception that if you swim division two, it's not because you're not good enough to swim division one, um, division two has some outstanding swimmers and Lamar Taylor is one of them, um. He's a four-time Bahamian national record holder, and last year at the Division II National Championships, he went three for three, um, taking down the 50 free in 1904, 100, 100 back in 45.95, and 100 free in 42.30. So, Lamar, thanks for joining us.
1: It's uh, no problem. I'm glad to be on the show today.
0: Absolutely. So kind of getting into this um this episode you're from the Bahamas um how did you find your way to um Henderson state
1: Okay well I think almost like any other swimmer, um I was I went on Swim Cloud and made my account and um because I was because in the Bahamas we don't have any uh, yards swimming at all. We just have usually long course or short course uh, meters. We don't really have any long course short course uh, uh, yards times. Right. So uh, posting my long course meters times on SwimCloud didn't really gain that much attraction, and had a lot of D1 schools and D Division two schools interested in me, but none of them were really offering much and Henderson was one of the schools that wanted to take me on a recruiting visit and as soon as I got here they showed me a lot of love and a lot of appreciation, appreciation and showed that they wanted me here and another fact is that they offered me a scholarship that I could not refuse so gotcha yeah here, here I am now at Henderson
0: there you go. Did you what were some of the other schools that um, maybe did reach out to you?
1: Um it's been such a long time but the only schools that I can really remember was LSU was one of them that okay. I ended up talking to like the I think it was the assistant or head coach that I ended up talking to at Junior Worlds but that, that didn't really go anywhere. Um, Northern Michigan was another pretty big division two school um nsu i really can't remember all the schools i didn't really since i was so young i didn't really do much of the talking my mom did most of the yeah uh talking just let me know hey this school is interested in you once i hop on a facetime or a zoom meeting or whatever and i just kind of talked to them now and then but i didn't really I made the decision on which school I go to, but didn't really do much, uh, like, the -the over-the-text talking.
0: Yeah, gotcha, for sure, for sure.
2: What's kind of, like, the culture, like, of competitive swimming in the Bahamas? Like, uh, are there any, like, big sports there? And, like, how how does swimming kind of, like, tie into that?
1: Well, swimming definitely is not one of the bigger sports in the Bahamas. Uh, I would say one of our main sports that everybody wants to do is – really track baseball and basketball everybody wants to run track and I used to run a little bit of track in high school and the only reason I stopped was because um at one of the big meets I didn't warm up properly and came off off the blocks and my right hip flex just like went out and it just I was out swimming for about a good two three weeks I couldn't swim properly and had to swim a meet like two weeks later and I did okay, but just wasn't my best. And after that, my mom looks at me and was like, you know, I running track anymore. I was like, you gotta focus on swimming. I was like, understandable. But uh, swimming would is definitely one of the lower tiers uh, sports that nobody really pays attention to. We don't have a lot of swimmers. I would say we have a, a total of maybe 1,000, 1,500 people, like in every age group okay? yeah. compared to in America, like millions. But swimming is definitely one of the smaller sports. And it's it's kind of growing a little bit more just by my generation that's coming up. There's a lot more inspiration and trying to reach out to the younger, uh, younger kids and try to get them into swimming because it's a really fun sport and can take you places. Like for me, it's taken me to – uh Budapest. Budapest Hungary, uh Australia, uh Japan, basically almost all around the world. And I'm still only twenty.
0: Yeah. So it's yeah. it's
1: a uh, it's a very gifting sport in the bahamas I would say.
0: For for sure. Um yeah. go ahead go ahead Luke.
2: Oh yeah. So then like how did you get into
1: swimming then if it's so small there? Like um, got you in. My sister was the same as me, like she did a whole lot of different sports. She ran track, did baseball, uh, I mean softball and swam. So just out of association kind of, um, I started learning to swim when I was two. And then like, just, I guess my mom saw like a passion for it and like a talent for swimming. So I just stayed in swimming, but still did other sports. And it was just mainly because kind of my sister did it and then my mom wanted me to know how to swim so we she put me into swimming
0: for sure were you taking it um, pretty seriously like when you first started or when did you kind of lock down into maybe becoming an all-year-round swimmer or um
1: yeah i started taking swimming serious maybe around the age of 13 and 14 okay around that's when i really started to analyze my stroke, compare it to others, uh, talk to Olympians, and talk to athletes and stuff like that. Um, But for a really long time, when I was like 8 and under, 9, 10, 11, 12, it was just more of a – it was a fun activity for me. I was just having fun. And I still am today, but it just wasn't as competitive. I didn't really take it that serious. It was just me having fun until I – hit 13, 14, the age group 13 14 where I really started to um, taking things serious and started focusing on swimming a lot more and uh, started writing down goals, aspirations, anything like that and just really focus on it.
0: For sure. what are, like outside of swimming in the Bahamas, um, like what's life like in the Bahamas for um, for someone? who lives in America who has no idea? Like, what would you want to fill
2: the?
1: Oh, in? Oh. Life, like, in the Bahamas is just fun and entertaining. Like, once you have, like, a solid friend group, you can – I would almost say you can get anything done inside, like, anything done in the Bahamas. Like, it's so it, – it's fun. I, I, I can't really put into words, but I can, yeah. I can definitely say, like, the being, being at a beach, having like the live music, uh, the festivals like Junkanoo and stuff like that. It's just, it's so colorful, lively, and just fun. Like it, you have to experience for yourself the Bahamas. It's just, it's hard to explain, but it, once you go there, you get what I'm saying
0: for sure. And how it's, big is the city that you're from in the Bahamas? It's
1: it's small. It's okay. extremely small. Yeah. It's in comparison to the US, it's like a tiny little dot. Even on the map, it's like just a tiny little dot. It's not it's not huge. It's really small. For sure. For sure.
0: And like are you kind of close with any of the other swimmers that are from the kind of the Caribbean area, whether it's like Jordan Crooks, Dylan Carter, um, I know Jerome Thompson. Um, he's kind oh. of from that area. Like, is there like kind of like a mutual respect you guys have for all of each other being from kind of the same region or?
1: That's exactly how it is. It's just that um, we all grew up swimming at the same uh crypto where it's just all of the Caribbean islands come together and you bring the your best athlete, so we kind of some of us at me and me, Jordan and jerome like have met at those meets and saw' against each other and stuff like that, and now that like, we see each other at big time meets like worlds and nationals, like we have like that mutual respect and always try to keep in touch with each other, try and make sure that we get better because honestly like caribbean swimmers are like the minority like they're a small group of swimmers so like when one of us makes like one of the caribbean guys that makes a semi-finals or a finals all of the caribbean guys come and watch it and, and like support each other and just like it's like one big family i would, i wouldn't like to uh separate the caribbean like the Bahamas, Trinidad and Cayman Islands, I would like to say we're basically all they want one big family. If we help each other, if if one of us has a trainer and the other doesn't, they can they can use our trainer. If we one of us doesn't have a coach at the time, uh our coach coaches them for a little bit until they come It's like we watch over each other, we have have each other's box and make sure like everyone's good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that that's cool that you guys have that that community um and you guys are kind of you guys making a name for yourself i mean i keep hearing all these uh swimmers from the caribbean and it's kind of it's intrigued me to do some more research on um kind of caribbean swimming as a whole so
1: yeah thank you thank you i appreciate
0: it yeah so what's it like when you move to arkansas um what it was it called arkadelphia is that how you say that
1: Arkansas, Arkadelphia, sir.
0: Gotcha. Um, so what's that like? You you know, you're from – you're living on the beach or, you know, you're in the Bahamas by the beach and then you move to small-town Arkansas. Like, what are some, like, differences and, like – or maybe some sh- culture shock that you had when you got here or, or not? Um, kind of what was that experience like?
1: Oh, it definitely was a huge culture shock for me. Uh One of the things was is that uh, I I guess in the Bahamas, like, since we're so small, like, I guess we kind of keep it straightforward and don't beat around the bush. But when I came to America, I had to, like, kind of realize that I can't be as straightforward and blunt as I usually am back at home. So that was one thing. Another thing is, like, the food was uh, definitely uh, definitely a culture shock. There's a lot more fast food restaurants every yeah. corner. Like, I, I kind of see why. Like, it's kind of funny because a lot of uh, Caribbean athletes and some like Bahamians. Whenever they come, like they're so sm- skinny, but as soon as they go back, go to America, they come back a little chubby, and it's, it's kind of <laughs> funny. So, now I see why. Yeah, why it happens. Uh, I would, and then like beaches like you all know, everyone has a lake and I, w- I would say the clear water okay. that's one thing like and the Bahamas we're known one of the things we're known for is just having beautiful beaches and clear waters and then coming here and seeing like the lakes and it being a little murky is like y'all, y'all swimming that it's kind, <laughs> of, it's kind of a funny thing uh one of th- uh Another thing was like fish, like fresh. Like I'm known, we I'm known to always eat like fresh fish back at home. Yeah, and then coming here and ordering fish from a restaurant is, it, you can taste the difference. And I would, probably like the seasons and trying to live. It was all just very different. I would say one of the main things that shocks me was how everyone calls their coach by the first name and the mom is we call, if you're older than us, we call you sir or by your last name, it's like coach so-and-so and I would say coach first name. Like right. that was, I was a funny thing because uh, coming there and meeting my college coaches, it was like, Oh, you don't have to call me coach Siri. You can call me coach Scotty, call me coach Scotty. I was like, no, I'm I'm not used to that. I,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Over time I learned how to I call them by their first name, but at at first it was definitely a little a little strange to do. For sure. But, uh another thing was I guess music and just how people hang hanged out. Like in the Bahamas, we're known to like really listen to uh, like different cultural music, like reggae and um, what's it called? Sorry, but it's just like the music is different. Yeah, like especially that I'm in Arkadelphia. Uh, it's kind of a more country thing, and I'm not really a big fan of country at all. So that that was hard to switch over to.
0: For sure, yeah, definitely. How often do
2: you get to make it back home to the Bahamas?
1: Oh, I get to go home pretty often. Like, I always go in the summer. I always go in the Christmas time. And throughout the year, I have uh, different meets. So sometimes I may stop home for about two or three days and see my family. So I get to go back home pretty frequently rather than other internationals.
2: Yeah.
0: Very cool. So we're going to kind of switch the conversation over to um, kind of your swimming at Henderson State. Um, me and Luke always find it very interesting to kind of hear where people come from. And um, we had someone on from Hawaii, and, and then we talked like 25 minutes about Hawaii. I'm like, maybe we, we got to start asking this guy some swim questions now. Um, yeah. So I want to kind of talk a little bit about like Henderson State swimming. Um, it seems like you guys got something. Special brewing brewing down there, and you and Jack Armstrong are kind of the spearheading it.
1: Definitely. Definitely. Uh, I would say uh, Henderson State has definitely grown a whole lot to, since I've been here. If you look at the times from my freshman year to now my senior year, even my junior year, uh, we have grown a lot, whether it's in team like the team number or like just times, like we're getting faster and since like, we're such a small group and we, our coach always tells us, it's like we have talent, and it's like, there's nobody in our way except for us. So whenever we go to these meets and stuff like that, it's almost like we have something to prove just because we're such a small division two team and that nobody's ever heard about. And every time we go, Every time we go out to meet, everyone's like, "Who the where? Where the hell is Arkadelphia? Who the hell is Henson? Like, right. stuff like that. so it's it's always, and I love I love when people say that because you always see these big uh, swimmers coming from like the big schools like NC State, Tennessee, FSU, uh, Florida Gators, stuff like that. You always see them coming from and knowing to come from that from those big. Uh, those big schools, but now it's like this new way of a Division Two athletes that are changing, changing everything. Whereas, like you don't have to go to a big school to be fast; you can go to a small Division Two school to be fast. So, it, Kansas State is definitely growing and definitely making an name for itself, and I'm happy about that.
0: For sure, and yeah. that's a, one of the main reasons why me and Luke wanted to bring you on, is because exactly. you only hear about the the Cal swimmers and the Texas swimmers and the Tennessee swimmers, but you don't hear about the you know, the division two swimmers who were swimming just as fast, um and not yeah. getting any credit for it. Um yeah. go ahead go ahead, Luke. Yeah.
2: yeah, so I was gonna talk about we were looking back at some of your times before you went to Henderson and your 100 back time, I converted your long course time and it was a fifty two like 08. And yeah. last unless you went forty five nine. Yeah. Which is absolutely like just massive time drops. So what are you guys doing at Henderson? That's like, what's the training like? What
1: causes like you to get so quick? Honestly, I don't, I don't really even dig deep into our training. I, I'm the type of swimmer where if Scotty tells me, he's like, we're doing 31 today. I'll be like, all right, let's go. We're doing 31s if you're saying we're doing 10, 25, I was on 20 seconds i'll be like all bet right babe, we're doing that today so but one thing i would say that we're doing probably different than a lot of other schools is that uh scotty listens to his athletes like he listens to me and jack sometimes and like takes some he takes advice from us if because you can't, you don't really know. And as a coach and the head of a kind of a coach, you don't really know what's going on with your athletes. You don't know how they're feeling after a set. You can, like, kind of get an idea, but you can't really tell how they're feeling. So, with, with me and Jack, since we've had so much experience over the years and we've been swimming for so long and we've met so many other people that we kind of have an idea, it was like, this is a good set this is a uh, not so good set for where we want to be at what we want to work on stuff like that and me and Jack also are inspiring to be coaches inside the future so this is like a good like a a good practice almost and it's working because like sometimes I'll I'll be swimming I'll be like you know so I feel like what would be a good set is, like 225 and then after two twenty fives from a push and then afterwards you do a 50 all out from the blocks, try to work on your 100 pace, stuff like that. So, and we've done that where we would talk to him and be like, I think this will be a good set. I think this set really isn't helping that much with us. It's doing more harm than good. So that also was helpful.
2: Gotcha. Yeah, for sure. And then what's it like training with uh, Jack? Because are you guys, like, really competitive with each other? Like, you guys always race in a practice? Oh.
1: Training with Jack is a pain. Jack, <laughs> does, Jack never lets in. it's never a day where Jack just makes it easy on me. And <laughs> he's very talkative. Jack is talkative. And I'm talkative, too. So – if we're doing 25 sprints off the blocks and someone says, Oh, he won, I'll be like, No, he didn't. I was like, That's you, you know, I touched the wall first. I was like, Give me my proper time. And then, like, Jack wouldn't let it go. He would start talking too. So, Jack is a very competitive person and we're, we're helpful. We, we argue all the time, but it's not because we hate each other. It's because we care about each other so much and we want to see each other get better. So, I would, I would call Jack out in practice. He would call me out in practice. We would call each other out after practice. It's always us talking about practice and how we can uh, make each other better and help each other out. So Jack is a great training partner, training partner. But it gets—I would definitely say—he annoys the hell out of me. It's annoying <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, I—I just know it's. I just know he's being a good teammate.
0: For sure. <laughs> Yeah, the the fact that Henderson State has, you know, two yeah, you, you guys go one two, is that right? Last year, in the 53? free, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So in nineteen, yes, sir. You got a nineteen oh four fifty free style, and then um, was he like Nineteen two.
1: 19 two? Yes, sir. All and in small town Arkansas, the-
0: it's just amazing.
1: And we always laugh about that. Is like. You got the two fastest people in the country in Division Two right now. And guess who we're from? Small time in Arkansas. Like, and nobody's ever heard about it. Nobody knows about it. It's. It, I Sometimes I like to think about it like in that one movie, in Cars, where uh, Lightning McQueen gets stuck in Radiator Springs and nobody's heard about it in, like, 20, 30 years. Because Henderson was a big thing. I would say about 50 years ago, they won that conference, place high at Nationals, but it yeah. just kind of fell off. But now it's kind of having a rebirth, yeah. you know?
0: For sure. So, so why do you think um, people, you know, choose Division two? Is it because, um, you know, under-recruited by, like, you know, D1 is missing talent? Or people just say, hey, I just, like, I just prefer a smaller school? I prefer that atmosphere or, um, yeah, like this episode is brought to you by Destro machines. Unlock your true swimming potential with the ultimate training companion, the Destro swim tower designed by a former Olympic trials contender. This tower brings elite power resistance training to all swimmers, regardless of budget. Their swim meter timer adds precision to your reps, making practice both competitive and thrilling safety is paramount. Experience unmatched stability and sleek design. The Marine grade pulleys ensure smooth resistance, no more rope hassle. Crafted with pride in the USA, the Destro towers your path to greatness. Elevate your training today and make waves like never before.
1: In Division Two, I would say some people, they like that smaller school they like, because it's easier to focus and just maintain everything that's going on with school, friends, and swimming or whatever athletics they're doing. It's way easier to maintain it in division two. For me when um, I was trying to when I was getting recruited, my mom was like I feel like a small town a small school would be great for you just because I have for me I have uh, trouble maintaining focus in class and when you have that one-on-one with a teacher like on a first name basis instead of being a number the division. a division one school just because there's so many your student number 156 but at Henderson or a small division two school they'd be like oh you're they might not sometimes they might not even know your name but they'll be like oh you're that swimmer so they already build that connection with you and it's a lot easier to understand the class when are you walking in and you already know like you kind of have that student teacher relationship friendship and it's like a strong bond so it's like you're prone to pay more attention in class and especially when it's a smaller team you're prone to pay more attention with your coach and listen to him more because you know that you all two are in it together he's put a lot of money he's put a lot of money and in trust into you you're putting a lot of money and in trust into him so it's like let's help each other instead of hurt each other and build us up. build each other up for sure So,
2: going like three for three last year is, first of all, incredible. And then, second of all, you're doing this all on, like sprinting events, whereas, like, you mess up one thing, like, by the smallest margin, you just, your race is over. So, like, how do you, how do you just perfect every single race and, like, do so well
1: on all three of the sprint races? Um, for me, it was definitely a lot of studying, like, film studying. I have maybe a hundred hundred videos of me swimming a fifty free, and I about each month I rewatch my races, rewatch my last race, and see what thing I'm doing bad. If it was like my turn, whether it was my breakout, whether it was my start, and I look at it and be like, "Why did it look off or Why did it feel off?" And I study it. And I don't. it watch my video I just after my race I'd be like "Extra stroke here I should have kicked a little bit longer something like anything like that and I've studied I studied it so much that I know it like the back bo- like the back of my hand, and I know um what to do so it's I'm less likely to make a mistake and I've trained so much in practice we do a lot of race stuff on Saturdays that I know how my body should feel how how it feel to go at 22 how it feel to go at 20 how it feel to go at 19 Those small little things come back to me I meet and I just know what how this feels and know if I'm going fast enough if I'm too slow if I need to pick it up if I my stroke isn't pulling like how it should be pulling anything like that is it's like a lot of studying, a lot of training, just doing it over and over, repetitive. It starts to click, and you're less likely to make mistakes.
0: For sure. So, kind of after that, you know, spectacular meet, you go, you go nineteen o four, and you go forty two three. I mean, nineteen o four would have would have be final. Yeah, you would, you, you could have scored points in in Minneapolis at. The Division One um, national championships. Did you like consider at all? Like, oh man, maybe I could go try try D one. Was that a thought that went through your mind, or, um, yeah?
1: It's definitely it's definitely always been a thought in my head. It's like, uh, I can, I can definitely run with the big dogs in Division One and hold, hold up my own, probably even get a top three finish or a national title. It. And I've always like it's always crossed my mind, but it's it's a tough decision. It's an extremely tough decision to make because I build a connection with Scotty so like that strong, and I know that he has the right of heart, like right heart to make me faster and. I'm gonna always give it my one hundred percent all at Henderson and he's gonna help me and drive me drive me to make me better. So it's always that and honestly Scotty and Jack, they're all like a family to me. I built that connection with them that they know if something's going on in my training and they'll like we have a sit down conversation and talk about it. So it's it's always been there, but it's just hard to say what uh if I would do it and when I would do it. So But I've definitely thought about uh, Division I, and that's actually my goal when it comes to swimming at these meets, because after nationals, it was kind of hard to find something to uh, motivate myself. So I just told myself, um, whenever I swim at a a dual meet, mid-season meet, or conference of nationals, that... I'm going to try throw down a top eight time or be the fastest person in division one and division two. And that's always my goal. I might have the fastest time in hundred back right now in division two, but it's like a top, top 10 or top 20 right now, I think in division one. So I always focus on that and always trying to be top 10, top, top five, top or number one in those events. Gotcha. <clears throat>
2: Yeah, that's honestly pretty interesting, uh like kind of like switching gears like um, what would it mean to like represent the Bahamas like at the Olympics Because we were looking in your really close to Olympic
1: Olympic times no uh, it would uh mean the whole world to me to go to the Olympics and put uh represent the Bahamas. It's always been my life goal, it's always been something that I wanted to do since I was about maybe. Seven or eight, when I watched the, I think it was 2012 Olympic Games where the Bahamas won the four by four relay in track. I just seeing that really motivated me, and just I wanted to be one of those hometown heroes and represent the Bahamas at the Olympics, and hopefully make it to the finals or even make it on the podium. So uh the Bahamas can hear that national anthem again from 2012.
0: For sure. What's the process to qualify for the Olympics? Is it just hitting that that A standard um that Olympic A standard or does Bahamas kind of do it is it different process or um
1: yeah. So it is a little bit of a different process. Um every country is allowed two athletes, one male, one female at the Olympics, that's minimum. They, I think it's something that they want to do to try and have every country represented at the Olympics, which is really good. So, like the small, uh, small countries like the Bahamas, um, since we don't have that big of a number of swimmers, what they do is if you have the highest fina points, uh, you get to go in whatever event, if if my highest final points was in my 50 free, I would get to go for my 50 free, and then I think I would get to go for my second highest. so I'd be able to choose a second event. So, that's how you can make the team, or uh, if you get Olympic A, A cut, you automatically go. There's no, uh, oh, you have to finish top two at nationals, if you have your A cut, you automatically go. If you have a B cut, you're – I think you get an invitational or something like that, but it's a little bit more to it. If, like, I have a B cut, I I forget the whole ruling, but I know it basically if you get that A cut, you automatically go. And that's what my eyes are set on right now, just getting the A cut. I don't want to be – I don't want to go through the whole phenotype uh, FINA points process, I just want to get my A-cut and automatically be named to the team.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. For sure. So the the FINA points... So Bahamas is going to get two swimmers, no matter what. And then they'll take the two with the highest um, FINA. The FINA points, I guess.
1: Yeah.
0: Gotcha. It'll take and, the... Yeah. So if you didn't get the if you didn't get the A or B cut, then you'd be reliant on outscoring your, your fellow country members on whoever has the highest event with FINA points. Is that kind of, is that right?
1: That's way it would work. If uh, I don't get my, if, if nobody, if no male or female gets a, um, a a or B cut, they would go to FINA points and whoever has the highest FINA points, one male, one female. So, the highest male, if it was me or Marvin or Isaac, uh, whoever has the highest female points out of us three would go, and then they would go on the women's side and do the same thing. I think also you have to compete out a world championships. I think that is another mandatory thing. You have to compete out of world championships to be considered. But after you compete at a world championship, and <sighs> it's whoever has the highest final points,
0: gotcha is that just one one man one one woman um for the two gotcha
1: yes one one female gotcha
0: unless someone gets it um unless someone gets an a cut then then like it's just like scratch kind of like if if one if one woman one man got an a cut they wouldn't take another um the fena point they wouldn't take another just got gotcha at
1: that point uh, whoever else wants to go without to get a, 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 a cut or a B cut or something like that.
0: Gotcha. Okay. So, so it's, it's two total, two total. is like the minimum one man, one woman. Gotcha. Two, Yeah.
1: Two, yeah.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's, that's an interesting process. I never knew that they did that, but it's, yeah, that's, um, yeah. Best of luck for you on, on that journey. Um, Luke and I, if you're there, you. we'll be rooting you on, no doubt. We'll be um, looking at the results.
2: We uh, always watch them. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, kind of like moving forward. I was looking at some of your times like this season, and you were already like you were already 19.5 in the 50 free, and you were 43.4 in the hundred. You're already like that's mm. like 0.5 off your like tapered b- suited best time. Like this early on, how how does it make you feel like going forward into the season?
1: Uh, it makes me feel really confident in, in my swimming right now, uh, knowing that I'm basically in the same shape or even better shape that I was at was in at nationals. I just know that moving forward, it's mainly just me staying healthy, staying focused, and just making sure that my body is right. I doesn't I don't have any injuries don't get sick, and, and it throws off my training and just trying to just get better. So you just never lay off the gas pedal. It's always just full drive and just 100% the entire time. That's,
2: that's definitely going to be exciting to watch because uh, do you know what you were like last year around this time?
1: Oh, um, last year around this time, I – I think I was maybe like a 49 in my 100 back, uh, maybe like a 45, 46, and then I think like uh like I'm either a full second or a half second faster than where I was at, at last uh last season around the same time. Yeah, and even in practice, it's a whole lot faster. So I'm just. Excited and can't wait until the end of the year and see what time they go.
2: Yeah, I'm super excited to see what happens.
0: All right. Well, Luke, what do we got left? Just kind of some rapid fire questions to end it out. We kind of just do some fun questions to close things out. Unless you want to add anything else. So favorite um, meat snack. Like, what do you, what are you eating on at out of meat?
1: Mike Nikes. Ooh, okay.
2: Uh, like pre-race jams what do you listen to behind the blocks
1: uh shoot probably some chief Keef, uh chief Keef, uh j cole gunner uh taylor swift miley cyrus lady gaga any one of those like uh titanium any one of those kind of a mix it really depends on how i'm feeling that day
0: gotcha favorite pool oh. you swam at
1: Favorite pool that I swam at definitely have to been Australia Australia World Championships. That was a really good pool. Gotcha. I really like that one. Is really different.
2: Yeah, who's who's the coolest person you've swam with? Like just in the same pool. Cool. Uh,
1: same pool, like in the same heat or just like at the yeah, same. No, just time. like in the same pool. Like say you saw him in like the cool down pool. Uh, Caleb Dressel. There you I go. swam. At, I was at TWR TWR meet with them so. Yeah, that just,
0: that'd be- nice. If you could swim with anyone, um, dead or alive, so you could swim with or any person who's ever existed, who are you who are you swimming with, and they get they get the ability to swim too.
1: Uh, I'm okay. That's Famous guy had a dream. It. I'm okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. I feel like he's very interesting. He'll have a lot of insight and just a lot of wisdom with him. So I feel like I'm okay. Yeah, that's that's a new one. That's pretty interesting, actually.
0: Yes, I like that What's, one.
1: Yeah. What's your favorite hobby outside of swimming? Uh, basketball. I love playing basketball and video games. That's my two favorite. I and mean, cooking, three favorite things. Oh. That's, they're kind of the same plane. If I'm not. Playing video games, I'm playing basketball. If I'm not doing that, I'm cooking. I love love those three things.
0: Yeah. What are you cooking? Yeah. What's like your go-to?
1: Right now, I've it's kind of been on repeat, just chicken and rice right now. But right. my favorite thing to cook is uh curry chicken. That's a really good and uh, quesadillas. I love curry chicken, quesadillas, uh, and nachos. There you go.
2: That's oh. really
1: good. Well, I think that about wraps it up.
0: That wraps it up. Yeah. Luke, Luke, close it out.
2: Yeah, so uh, just like a thank you for coming on. It was just, like great talking to you. I look forward to seeing how well you do this season because, I mean, you started it really well. So that's pretty hype looking, looking forward. Yes. Yeah, do you have uh, any like last words of wisdom for anyone who's watching?
1: Uh, I would definitely say one thing for me is like – just if you're having a bad season right now, that doesn't mean you're gonna have a bad season next year. Every bad player, like every player they've always had their best game after before the after the worst game, you know. So I would just say to stay focused, everybody has their time to shine, stay in stay in the grind stay focused, don't lose, don't ever lose that passion, don't don't ever lose that reason why you started in the first place, and just stay focused, have fun with it, and try not to stress yourself out, just always have fun. Yeah, that's great words.
0: All right, episode 34 in the books. Yes, sir.
2: Lamar Taylor.